The Post Show. Post Show, you can turn me off. I'm currently playing the rest of this album. More Pixies. So, I've got a question for you. Oh, you do? I do. And I wanted to surprise you with some Pixies tickets this summer. Because they're coming to Pittsburgh in August. Okay. Or is it October? But I figured you're such a Pixies fan that it'd be very risky to try to surprise you with Pixies tickets. Uh, if I bought you Pixies tickets, do you not already have Pixie tickets? I and would you want to go? Tickets? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. All right. I'm not big into concerts. Okay. I'm just not. Um, I've been to a couple and... Not my, right. not, just not my. I spot. just, I saw they were coming. I'm like, no, well, this they, is... they've come to Pittsburgh before, and I've had the chance to go, and I just okay. haven't. And it's sort of been like, because I don't want to. I don't know. I, I like, I've, I've listened to stuff like that they've done in concerts, and I've you know enjoyed the stuff, but I don't want to fucking. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I will come up with some other idea for your round your the the vicinity of your 41st birthday. That's right. It's prime. Um, but yeah, like I knew it was a risk, right? Like, oh, do I try to like, surprise Greg with Pixies? But oh, it's just, like the only band he likes. It's it, not the only band. No, no. I was using a little bit of hyperbole there. But I, I want to make sure that people don't think that that's the case. Right. It is one of the few bands that I really kind of super appreciate. But it's not the only band I like. Okay. And I, fuck, I like some Beatles songs. I don't even right. like the Beatles. I like some Beatles right. songs. So yeah, I mean, I was being hyper hyperbolic there. No, I understand, but well, I'm glad I asked you. I mean, I thought I too, because yeah, I wouldn't have been like, oh, Pixies. Jeff yeah. meant well, Is that... but I know you well enough that you know surprise gifts aren't necessarily the best way to go. You know, I'm not big on surprise in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm fine with the. Uh... With um, knowing shit, you know, I don't need to be protected against spoilers because I don't care about that shit. <laughs> um, All right, so no pixies. No pixies. You know, we can hang out outside the stage, AE, drink forties in like in brown paper bags, and listen to the pixies for free. Would you want to do that? I'd do that. All right, I'd do that too. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just want to make sure that you you'd be okay with doing that. Hey, <laughs> if you want to hang out outside the stadium and listen to like the the echoes of the Pixies, it's in the stadium. No, it's a stagey. Oh, okay, right next to the stadium. But I can't imagine that you you can't just well, eavesdrop yeah, that stagey. It's gonna be, but that's different than being in in a fucking enclosed. Oh, it's not a club. Yeah, yeah it's stage yeah. AE. That might be cool. Okay. Do you want to go? Sure. All right. Hopefully tickets are still available. <laughs> now we're Googling see if Pixie's tickets are still available. I'll oh, check it out tomorrow. I'm Googling, oh. but, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> But you know, I mean, I mean, like, I, I, I'd be more into like more escape room shit, or right. That's the kind of shit I I'd totally. No. Well, maybe we'll eavesdrop the pixies and then go do something else. Okay. Where is my? Oh, where is it? Damn it! There it is. Found it. It's the load. 
What you doing? What you doing? What you doing over there? <laughs> that was worth the anticipation. Bruh. Bruh. I don't know. What else have I been doing? I, uh... Last couple weeks I've had the... I've taught myself a different 3D modeling program, FreeCAD. Which is a GNU uh, CAD if program. get you AutoCAD, it's not that hard. Nah, you know, why would have... No CAD program is really that intuitive. And uh, I got the hang of FreeCAD now, but I mean, it takes, like, the the learning curve is, like... Is, sure. It was difficult. It, it'd be the same for AutoCAD, I'd expect, or SolidWorks, or any of those. Photoshop, uh, for example. I mean, yeah. Photoshop is, is hard to learn, then GIMP is hard to learn, because it's got its own shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, I feel like that um, I can kind of... I have a basic understanding of how to use FreeCAD now, and I'm able to do some some decent things. But uh, it's it's a lot more effective than trying to use Tinkercad, which was that program I was using before, that web based from Autodesk. Uh, it was really hard to do very technical things with it. And you know, some really nice things about FreeCAD where you can kind of have it in a drafting view and do like classic like drafting lines of the 2D and then extrude it out and stuff like that. Which is pretty nice, because you can, and it also does parametric drawing. So you can say this circle is equal to that circle. So if you want to make the, the the holes for your screws bigger, you just change one, and all sixteen of them get oh, bigger. Oh, nice! Right? Yes. Or you can say this curve on this corner is has this radius, and then make all these other corners the same radius as that one. So if you want to adjust it, so as you're designing something. You can say all the things you know you want to be equal, equal, and then, oh, that doesn't look quite right. Let me adjust it, and then they all adjust, and you can do stuff like that, so which is really cool. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll pull it up here in a second. I'll, let you, I'll show you the control box that I drew, and this is the thing. That, so I have, the 3D printer has the, it's called a Melty board and LCD panel. It's the basic stepper motor drivers, and there's an Arduino in there to control the, the normal stuff. And then, you know, I'm using a Raspberry Pi to control the Arduino. And then the Raspberry Pi has a temperature sensor to know how warm it is inside the box. And it's going to have a relay to turn the printer off if it wants to. And the, 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 the MOSFET that I told you about before to control the, the temperature bay. So I designed this box to hold all that stuff so it's all self-enclosed. And uh, I'll pull it up here in a second so you can kind of see what I did in FreeCAD. But, you know, it's it looks like a real design piece. I'm pretty... Oh, my God! Yes! Yes! That was louder than I thought it would be. Okay. Well, is it really louder than you thought it would be? Yeah, because I thought it was going to be like a... It's a fucking who? I, no, I thought, I thought it was going to be like... Um, what's it? The little, little John going, yeah! Okay. So this is the thing that I drew, and this is not going to carry over to radio at all. No, but um, so it's it, it's a it's a box. So this part connects up to the back of the control box. That's where these screws mount. Right. The other side has 
a circle. That's where a fan, a big 95mm fan is going to go. And then this hole here is where a Raspberry Pi goes in, topside down. And then, because it has those GPIO pins to control relays and stuff. So it's going to have a cable, and then I have various, you know, you see the different standoffs in there? Mm -hmm. To mount different circuit boards and stuff. So that'll be the MOSFET, the relay, and the GPIO, GPIO board. It is really cool that you can be like, I'm just going to make a fucking box. <laughs> and boom, design it, and yeah. there it goes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know I'm reaching the end of your patience with no, no, looking at this stuff. No, no, no. Look, I, I've, I've yeah. put you through a lot, so I'm totally willing. And actually, I, I do think this is pretty cool. So I'm not... In, in the opposite. So one of the things that was hardest for me to figure out... I, I wish I had a video stream for people listening. Was these tabs here? See how they're sloped towards the top? Okay, what are they for? Well, when you print things, you really can't three D print overhangs very well. I see, I see. Like if you have a vertical wall and then you have this tab coming out at ninety degrees, when you print it, it's going to sag down, right? Especially mm -hmm. the first couple layers. The printer does okay at building up a mass that, if it's thick enough, it'll eventually lift itself up and be able to print at 90 degrees the one solution to that is printing supports and that's what I did for Mr. Poopy Butthole where it prints a bunch of material that's loosely attached to the model that once it's done you can peel the stuff off uh, you know for this thing it would have been a lot of extra time printing supports it was a pretty long distance before you got to those tabs so what I wanted to do was I wanted to have the tabs kind of slope out from the walls of the thing at you know, something greater than, or less than 60 degrees, you know, so the slope was more than two-thirds of the way up. And I couldn't figure out in FreeCAD how to make this thing happen, because I was talking about the parametric drawing. And I mean, here, check this out real quick, because this is one of the coolest things. Let me drill down into... Everything that's joined is it still has its elements, so I can go back and... I can adjust the diameter of these standoffs, and it'll adjust every diameter of all the standoffs in the drawing in line. Uh, where am I? Center extrusion. You gotta label all your stuff to know where it's at. Control box flange. Oh, wrong one. Is there a place to put... Remember that I showed you on... Uh, on Amazon, there is um, the, uh, the thing where there's a key to open up the, the push button. <laughs> is there? Oh, like a, like a missile launch key or something? <laughs> right. Can you, uh, can you apply that to, to the 3D printer so you have to press that? Or, like, <laughs> you can set it up <laughs> so that you can do Bam. Start. So, like, here's the main flange for the control box with all the param parametric drawing. You see all those red annotations there? Those are all the diameters and stuff like that. So if I zoom in on these tabs... You can see, like, you know, all these different 5.518 millimeters here. Uh -huh. And, you know, and the, the radius of... This bend is controlled. All these radiuses are equal, and it's defined on a different corner somewhere. So you can kind of do this 2D drawing, then extrude it out, and then I had to figure out how to do those slopes and things. I won't, I won't 
bore the listeners through how I learned to do that. But, you know, it took me a good... Actually, I only figured it out today. And, like, for the last, like, week, I've been like, oh, I, like, how do you fucking do that in Freakout? I can't figure it out. And then finally it came to me, like, the way to do it. So you just... It, it's all, like primitive elements that you stack upon each other. So you have to kind of learn the language. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how you can use different primitives together to get your output. Absolutely. Is, is kind of the way you do That's this nice. thing. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, FreeCAD's... I, I don't need AutoCAD right now. I mean, I would have to go back to the drawing board and relearn, you know, UI yeah. semantics and things yeah. like that. There's really... I don't have any real complaints about FreeCAD. Cool. It does crash occasionally on my laptop, so I've gotten used to saving all the time. Save, 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 save. It has a recovery, you know, so once it crashes, right. it. there was only one time it wasn't able to recover exactly back to where I was, but even then I didn't lose that much work. But, you know, it's crashed enough times that I've learned to, every time I do something significant, save. Absolutely. Um, so, once you're done with designing stuff for your printer... Which will, I don't know if you all agree, but <laughs> here's the question. Okay. Once you get perfect on designing stuff for that mm -hmm. printer, do you then look into getting a better printer? I mean, Well, I talked to you, were we in the air when I talked about the laser cutter? Uh-huh. So, you know, like, I'm now mining up a laser cutter to print out. Like, so I did this vinyl thing on the top of my laptop, right? Uh -huh. Where it's uh, Rick and Morty. Right. You know, and so here, I did this with the X-Acto knife. I, wow! Really? That was taking time. It, it didn't take too long. I mean, around the leg and stuff. I was really worried about ripping Rick off the. So this is the scene where they're walking. Episode one. Mm -hmm. uh, I was episode one, walking on the one planet, and Rick's like, "Look at the, you know, yeah. uh, and, you know and it's just the ground, and it's the silhouette of Rick and Morty." And um, I got the idea. I saw it on Amazon. Someone was selling something like this, and I'm like, you know what? I want to try to do that, but without. A laser cut or a vinyl cut thing. So I bought a roll. You can get a roll of like 10 meters of black vinyl that's 18 inches wide for like 5 bucks. Super cheap. So I bought a roll of vinyl. Then I, I found the picture and I printed it out. And then I, I kind of I reversed it and then taped it to the vinyl and just mm -hmm. exacted it out. And it, it looks pretty good. Stuck it on there and... Uh, now I'm trying to. I got all this black vinyls, and now I'm figuring out what to put on the top of my other laptop and stuff like that. So, but it, I don't know. It was fun, and uh, it's a good conversation piece. Yeah, this Rick and Morty is really good. So, mm -hmm. the one that you could buy on Amazon had uh, they did something over the Apple logo uh. too, right? So it's like a it, it was something like a planet Saturn ring thingy that wrapped around the Apple logo. I, I don't know. I didn't feel that was necessary. So, back to the question. Once you have this thing tricked out, it'll it'll get... be uh, itches as I scratch them, right? I mean, so, the little odometer thing that I printed for the printer, right? right? That's a printer mod, but it's not really directly to the printer. It's it's mechanical engineering, right? I wanted to build a thing that could hold this odometer and make something functional out of it. And the best... So, the odometer I'm talking about is I tore apart an old 90s-era cassette deck 
couple years ago. Um, I borrowed it from a coworker to digitize some tapes that I had. And it was in his basement for like 10 years. Uh-huh. And by the time I got it, all the rubber belts had like melted away. So like it wouldn't work. And he's like, oh, I don't want it back. Just throw it out. So I, I took it apart and it was great. I still got the circuit boards back there because it's like old school, you know, through the whole components, right? Not not surface mount soldering and stuff like that. So I can always, you know, go to the board and get, you know, components as I need them. Well, one of the parts I took off was this, you know, remember how tape decks used to have a three-digit, you know, counter, like how far into the tape you were? That no one ever really used to actually get to the track they wanted, but it had counters nonetheless. Well, I took that off and put it in the box and never knew where I would use it. And now I'm like, okay, I'm consuming meters of plastic filament from my 3D printer. Maybe I can use that odometer thing, so... Well, I mean, you could make an odometer for your plastic... It would be difficult. You can. There's designs on Thingiverse. It would be a lot bigger because my printer can't do the resolution of the small gears on that thing. Like, if you go over there and look at the gears above the numbers, there's three little gears above the numbers that help with. Those are small gears. Yes, they are. And my printer wouldn't. Yes, they are. My printer wouldn't be able to print. It would be a fun. Task. Well, you could you could do a little one. You could you could scratch them out with like an exacto knife. It would be a fun task to de- to design that from scratch. Right. But I had an odometer sitting in right. a box, so now my task was just to make a mount for that that would be functional. So I had it actually. That was my second design and my third attempt printing it. My um, I was using digital calipers to measure things. And the first one I printed, I didn't get the standoffs for the odometer mount quite right. They wouldn't fit. I was like a mill- two millimeters off on one of the posts. And the there's a cutout there, so the wheel kind of pokes through. Uh, was not spot on. So that was actually my third time printing it, and it works now. And yeah, it the wheel, the white wheel that's there that runs against the filament, that's the one that... Uh, the rubber band, you know, from the tape deck was running, but it turned. It's pretty close to one on the counter is ten, uh, ten centimeters. I, I so I've been, you know, I've been printing. A lot of you not answering the question I asked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, no, I think okay. So the question you asked is, what the fuck am I going to use the printer for when I'm not improving the printer? No, that's not the question. Oh, okay. The question is, once you've improved this printer, when do you then say, okay, time to get a new printer? Because you want to get because you've maxed out the usefulness of this printer just to get make all the stuff for this printer, and you say, well, I, I, I have all the stuff I want to do. Okay. I can't do it all right. This so to answer that question, I, I that's not on the horizon just yet. Okay. The things that are on the horizon is... Is that beyond the horizon? Is that like... I, well, I don't know. I don't know what's beyond the horizon. That's why it's not on the horizon yet. I don't know when I'm going to outgrow this printer. But, but I do have plans. We talked about laser cutting. Mm-hmm. There are two laser modules that I'm looking at. One is only 40 bucks. Which I think will be able to cut paper and vinyl and things like that, and that's worth forty bucks to me. And you just put that on a nozzle. And... You 
you print an adapter which will hold it right in front of the nozzle and it still uses the g-code you have to work out the focal length and stuff and the speed to make sure so with laser cutting the thicker the material you just gotta hold the laser in the same place longer and the focal length is only so deep right Right. so if you want to cut through thicker material after you cut through the first layer you step down a little bit and you cut through this a little bit more so but the same kind of program can can do laser cutting that can do Additive printing. But doesn't the balance... Wouldn't the balance be off? Because you have to detach the insulin to... Oh, no, not really. It's strong enough to hold that up. Okay. So, for 40 bucks, I can get the cheapy laser, which might print cut some things. Or for $199, I can get a 3-watt laser that can print, cut more stuff. Or for 299 I can get a 5-watt laser that can cut even more stuff. And the, thing, the crazy thing is, 3 watts and 5 watts isn't that much power... Power wise, and they're pretty efficient units. But it's I can talking about lasers. You well, but I can power these lasers off the power supply that's already in there. It's not like I need this like extra super power thing. I mean, so it's not much. Five watts is not a lot of power, but when you focus it into a tiny little point with cohe- or coherent light, it can do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not a lot of power, which is interesting to me. So I don't know which one I'm going to get. I, I almost think i have to get the 40 dollar laser to see what it can do the other thing that's money is the slicer program we we're talking a little bit of that earlier i tried a new slicer program today that let me manually define where i wanted my supports and i printed the control box and it was a fucking piece of shit awful and that was craftware that i used exactly so there is a commercial piece of Slicer software called Simplify 3D. It's 150 bucks. I have never paid $150 for a piece of software. Let me see if I can it, find it. No, it phones home all the time. Oh. They have super duper copy protection on it. Let me see if I can find it. You can try, but as far as I know, it's not been cracked, hacked, patched, whatever. Um... So I've been thinking that, you know, one of my enhancements to my printer might be getting Simplify 3D. I've been reading reviews on it, and nobody hates it. It's good. It's it's good. It's just expensive. And these people know that there's the only game in town, so they're charging this price for it. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, it, people are saying that using Simplify 3D will make your printer print have better output you know, like, it'll double the quality of your printer. I said do it then. Yeah. And, and it prints faster. So you'll waste less time. So that's the other thing I'm considering. <coughs> yes. That's the other thing I'm considering. But outgrowing this printer and wanting a new Surprise, one. motherfucker. I, I don't, ha- I haven't, I, I haven't got to that point yet. Maybe if I want to do something that's like super high fidelity, because this thing really can't do vertical layers smaller than um, 0.1 millimeters. And the better, the better printers will do 0.05. It's 
But are. but I don't think it justifies buying a new printer without buying Simplify 3D. No, yeah, right. I mean, get the good software and then see like what the limits of this printer are, and then when yeah. you get to those limits, you need to, you need to do more. That's when you're like, yeah. all right. Because right now it seems like my quality limits is really the slicer software and not the mechanical mm. abilities of the printer is what it seems like. So let's just let, let, let's imagine a situation where you might be interested in getting a new printer. Would you go for like just one step above this or would you go for like four steps above this? Would you go for like a, a $2,000 printer? Or... It'd probably be in the $2,000 range, yeah. Which, you know, compared to a computer or a laptop, it's not that expensive. No, it really isn't. But you have to rebuild all this other stuff for it. Yeah, I mean, I I think that... I think Simplify 3D is probably in my future as soon as I can justify paying for it. I think if I can dial that in, I think... I mean, from what I've been reading, and I've been... It's not just been, like, one fanboy saying it's great. I've read dozens of reviews, and it really seems like what I need to get. It's over 9,000! It, it is. Execute order 66. Uh, I did start designing um, a fence for my table saw. So I'm going to 3D print that. And it's going to be kind of, it's going to be a multimedia thing. What? What? What is ABS plastic going to do against a fucking table saw? It's, well, it's gonna, I was just going to say it's going multimedia. So that is going to be kind of the bracket that fits into the miter rails. And then I'll have screw holes where I can attach a wooden fence to it. And what is the wood going to do against the table saw? Well, no, it's the, it's so when I'm, it's going to be a sled. So when I push it, okay. I can take you up to the garage and show you what I have now and why it's not appropriate or why it's not sufficient. I believe you. And so that's something I'm going to working on. Um, again, it's, it's a, it's a manufacturing device where I can scratch itches as they come up. True. I could, I you know, I could focus on more artistic sculptures like. No, Mr. but you just said a fence for your table saw. That to me was like <laughs> a fence made of Lego, not uh, not the, the strongest thing I can think of. Well, it's it's not where the blade is. It's so the table saw has two perpendicular or parallel uh, slots in the table to the blade. Right, right, and so I have what they call a sled, which sits in those rails. And there's a slot cut in it where the blade is, and you can clamp wood into it and push the sled through the blade, so you get nice perpendicular cuts. Mm-hmm. But this new table saw, because it's an old school belt-driven table saw, it only has an eight-inch blade on it, so I can't cut through even with the blade up the whole way. I can't cut through a two by four in the sled because the sled is a three-quarters inch mm. piece of piece of uh, melamine. So to cut through a two by four, I need something that sits on the table directly. But pushing a piece of wood through a table saw and keeping it square by hand is impossible. So I have two options. I have buy a miter saw or I build a fence that's like my sled but sits right on the table. And I was thinking, well, I can have pretty exact 
manufacturing with my 3D printer. Mm -hmm. So I will build the brackets that fit into the miter slots and be able to attach a wooden fence to with my 3D printer. So that's the plan there. So that's a niche that I'm scratching. Uh, one of the itches is uh, my uh, control box for my electric brewery. When I put the LCD panel in, I, I had a, a double gang plastic cover from a waterproof electric box. And when I cut it, I cut it a little too big. It doesn't really fit the LCD panel that well. But I lived with it because I didn't want to pay another 10 bucks for another plastic face panel. Well, now I can print whatever the fuck I want. So when I get back to that, I'm going to print a new faceplate for that brewery panel. Um, like, eh, I don't have grand plans. If I get to the point where I want to do sculpture, like Mr. Poopy Butthole, I will go into Blender, the 3D Blender GNU program, which is more of a... It's more of a computer animation 3D thing, mm -hmm. but people use it for not technical drawing, like FreeCAD, but more artistic type stuff. So if I ever want to get into designing models or something like that, I'd probably learn Blender and get into that and you know, try to do characters or ships or vehicles. You need to do like a stop motion thing because you can create all the things with your 3D printer mm -hmm. so you can make a little stop motion you can do uh, I've seen stop motion where guys printed an articulated doll yeah. and done stop motion art with an articulated doll I mean yeah so that's that kind of thing is possible for sure yeah I mean that's I mean, the future I mean, beyond, that, that's beyond the, the control box I, I don't have any immediate plans for the next improvement until so I, okay. So I ordered. Well, you gotta get a plumbus so you can get the. I need a plumbus for sure. I ordered some LED uh, strip lights for inside the box. I ordered them like a month and a half ago from Amazon, but they're slow boat from China type oh, stuff. Right, yeah. So they should be here sometime this week, I think. But it's been a month. I've been waiting for them. Those China things are so weird because sometimes you see stuff that's like get them right away, and mm -hmm. it's like, all right, you gotta wait for them. It was cheap, right? I didn't want to pay. $15 for these LED lights because I got that you got that little Pixar type light shining right, in the window yeah. there right but you know it'll be nice not having to pix have that light turned on all the time to monitor my prints so I got that strip of LED lights they were at a 12 volts which is the power supply but I didn't want to pay 15-20 bucks for them when I could get them for four ninety five and wait a month so <laughs> Those will be here soon, but that's that's I don't know. That's not really a printing thing mod. That's just adding right light to the box. So the handles help. The handles are mostly for. Uh, I bought those for uh, bring your kid to work day. I'm gonna take the printer uh, into work. Right. That's the main reason I added the handles to the box. I could. I, I thought about printing handles there, but you know. Was where I didn't want them to break yes, or anything like right, that. Yeah, so. no, I'm with you. And then those handles were only like three bucks. So, oh, we, we, we I shared you the thing about them, them printing uh, the military printing the grenade uh, mm -hmm. okay. launcher. Yeah. So if you looked at that closely, right, it was like the handle and the stock, but like the the receiver was still stamped mm -hmm. metal. It right, wasn't yeah. it wasn't all three D printed, but 
they were printing add-ons to the receiver, basically customizing. It's a great way for rapid rapid prototyping, which is what a three D printer is, mm-hmm. right? You okay? So the part where the explosion happens is still stamped metal or milled metal, and let's prototype different stocks and handles and barrels for this thing, or you know, barrel grips for this thing. Right. So that's what they were doing there. Uh, oh, so one of the things I want to try to figure out how to do in FreeCAD is how to do uh, screw threads and things like that. It's got to be possible. There's got to be a wizard or something in there or a plug-in to do threaded rod, you know, bottle cap screws, stuff like that. Um, out in the garage, I have some... Well, just make the whole smaller and thread, thread them through that way. Doesn't that work? So, just like you do with wood or something. I was, I was thinking. Oh, okay, great point. So I was thinking about actually printing the threaded material. A better strategy is probably. Last year, I picked up a set of taps and dies. Taps and dies. Taps are let you thread hole, like cut threads into metal. Mm-hmm. I could use the same ones to cut the threads into plastic. Instead of trying to design threads, I might be better off just printing a slug, printing a hole, and cutting the threads into the hole. That's probably better. And I have enough different sizes of threads and dies. Actually, that's a good question. Do So, if you're using plastic as your material, you can't use fine threads, right? Because the the threads aren't going to be strong enough. Right. You have to use really coarse threads. So, I, I guess the question is, of the taps that I have, are any of them coarse enough to be reasonably useful? I think some of the bigger ones might be. Probably. But yeah, so good point. Good point. I I was thinking it would be sexy to design threads in the CAD program, but in reality, why why worry about that if in practicality you just print out a empty bore mm-hmm. and just thre- and cut threads into it. That's going to work better, almost certainly. Yeah. I did like this image about the United guy, which was the mm. the, the meme of the... <laughs> yeah. The, the, you know, the, the person getting more and more brainy, but in this case, it was the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. More and more alt-righty, where it starts with, you know, just a, a simple brain saying, what United did was awful, and then like a energized brain saying some sort of shit about the free market and like a super powerful brain saying did you know he had a drug problem a decade ago and like the transcendent mm-hmm. awesome that dude rolled a stop sign in 1993 he fucking had it coming <laughs> yeah that was funny because it's very much oh like- so Allison today I'm not, I'm not exaggerating Allison asked me today he's like Dad, I saw something on the computer that World War Three is coming. <laughs> uh, did you say, yep? <laughs> I, I said, it's overreaction. There's mm-hmm. nothing to worry about. I will let you know when there's something yeah, to worry about. I'll let you know when World War Three is coming. <laughs> Fucking Trump. <laughs> And then, you know, okay, like, what is she watching? What did she see today that made her think that World War Three is coming? 
It's it's a it's a good introduction to fake news, I guess. Hey, guess what? Right, yeah. You're going to have to be skeptical of everything you see right. in your life from today on. Well, I mean, you know, it's important to teach Even kids the fucking Easter Bunny. Media literacy. Yeah, it's about time you tell your kids that shit's fake. We're pretty sure Ellie is just playing along, but she doesn't want to confront us and make the magic stop. <laughs> oh, I think i got to go to the bathroom and... Uh... All right. It's already 11. So. All right. Sounds good. Enjoy. See you guys next week.